be worth it. So yes. we have a guest speaker this week. Yay! We're so excited. And we're both <laughs> so excited. So I, I met this beautiful soul back in California. She's another queer woman of color in the community. She teaches yoga. And one of the main reasons why I really fell in love with her on Instagram, which we'll plug in her information at the end so you all can have it, um, is just she has such powerful messages on her page body positivity yeah I remember when you yeah. shared you're like oh I think you like this page I was like love it amazing yeah so um everybody welcome other Kaylin yes. <laughs> hello <laughs> I was wondering how we were gonna distinguish the two as we worked through this um yes. but thank you for having me I'm so so excited Thank you. That's a good idea. Should we have, I don't know. I mean, I always just call you K. So I'll always call me Auntie K. Auntie K. Auntie K. Okay. She's been waiting to be an old ass sassy auntie her whole damn life. She just decided she's starting it. That's okay. I live the grandma lifestyle all the time. So I get it. (laughs) Grandma lifestyle is amazing. It's so good. much more comfortable so Kaylin do you want to tell us anything else about what you've got going on do you want to add to your intro or your mission or um I mean I think you gave me a good intro but I um consider myself a self-relationship and body connection educator um and I use Instagram to do that so I share my story and my experiences on Instagram um which seem to be something that a lot of us connect with um which has been great for me and a good outlet for me to just share my healing and my unlearning and unraveling um and give that to the the wider community beautiful unlearning unlearning And do you want to share your Instagram? We'll just share it in the beginning and at the end. Yeah, yeah. it's right. it's um, Kaylin Marisol. So it's K-A-Y-L-Y-N-N-M-A-R-I-S-O-L. Beautiful. Right. Y'all check her out. You will not be disappointed. Absolutely. The only way not. you'll be disappointed is if you don't check her out. <laughs> right. <laughs> or if for some reason you don't like gorgeous women. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you have like a problem. Oh, I'm <laughs> blushing on the other side of this phone. <laughs> So I think we were, um, let's see, we had like, so when we sat down to outline this, we were like, okay, we need to cut down because we were just like (laughs) gazillion questions and things we wanted to talk about. So we tried to narrow this down for you guys to some key points, but you know, yeah, it's, there's a lot, there's so much to cover when it comes to this, uh, this topic. Mm -hmm. Um, but we kind of wanted to start at the beginning, I guess, which is, we want to talk about where, how, who, when, what, why, um, did you first get the messaging that there was anything wrong with your body? Um, that it wasn't perfect exactly as it's obviously we're all born. We don't know that. Right. Yeah. So, like that. Comes, we're taught. We're taught, it's yeah. taught, you know? And so we wanted to know like, where, where did that start for you in, in your life? You know, I think that's a really great question. And anyone that's on like a self-love body acceptance journey, I feel like that's where we kind of have to start. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, for the longest time, I feel like it was easy for me to like pinpoint maybe like moments in my earlier life. So like I grew up in a household where health was very focused on, um, but health is in like sugar is bad and too much fruit is bad, right? Like very diet culture narratives. Right. Um, 
and maybe even people in my life that had made me feel insecure about my body in one form or another. But as I began to kind of dissect those things, the underlying um, denominator of all of that is diet culture, it's oppression, it's patriarchy. Mm. So I think that Mm. it's something that we're very much born into. Um, And from the time we're babies, we're exposed to messaging that tells us who and what is favorable and valuable. And um, if we don't look that way, then that's how they get us to start spending money towards their power, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's such a good point about you said, like, even from the time we're babies. And I'm like, that's yeah. so true. Because, like, when you, before your conscious memory, you're a little sponge. Yeah, then. sure. And when the messaging is so heavily prevalent all around you, like, yeah. it's just a matter of time before you start getting it directly. But it's it's there. It's true. It, it starts so early. Yeah. What's coming to me right now is even Barbie dolls. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, from their skin color to mm-hmm. their body type and their tiny feet mm-hmm. and you know what's so funny that you mentioned that? Have you ever yeah. noticed, like, how many little girls, because I've talked to other grown women about this as yeah. an adult, how many of us, like, fucked up our bodies? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can relate to that. I used to, like, rip their little heads off and yeah. stuff and try to push. Like, I'm like, is that, wow. like, some weird childhood thing where, like, we... We weren't even fully conscious yeah. of that. Yes, our like <laughs> radical self-love that we're born with was like start fighting against it now. So we just right. demolished our Barbies. But... Right? I kind of wonder if there's something to that because I don't think I've met a grown woman that didn't do some it's kind true. of like damage to yeah. their Barbies as a kid. Honestly, no, I mean, it's yeah. so, it's it's literally every single thing. Like if you look at, like I was just reading Glennon Doyle's new book and she's like, talks about the shampoo bottles how they like have writing on them like if you're a girl it's gonna say oh my god like soft and fresh and elegant and you know whatever it is and, and if it's like a, a quote-unquote like boys bottle it's like strong and yes and wipe off the weakness and like all these things like right. we're subconsciously yeah. digesting messaging and beliefs oh, about who absolutely. we are for our entire lives and we'll we always will be yes. yeah mm-hmm. oh gosh yeah, I know for me, it definitely started, I mean, obviously, I'm surely some pro- like, I don't remember a time that I wasn't really conscious, mm-hmm. but I think, like, the defining moment where I labeled myself, mm-hmm. where I, like, in- took the messaging and, like, fully internalized it, right, um, was my grandma. Like, she put me on a diet when I was eight. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I remember looking back at the photos when I was an adult, and I was like, I'm legit ass the same size as every other kid in this photo. Yes. Like, why the fuck was I on a diet? Yeah. Wow. And it took me, uh, you know, I was on swim team and stuff. And I remember my mom saying, like, you know, you have to keep swimming or you're going to get fat. My mom was a woman who was, she was, like, I think size 22 at her biggest. Mm -hmm. Um, Always very curvy, always gorgeous, but a bigger woman, you know. um, My family always made her feel bad about that. It was always this, you know, looming negative thing that she needed to take care of at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember her saying, like, you have to keep swimming because it was kind of like how you were saying with your family. Like, sugar is bad. Like, it's health it's labeled as health conscious yeah but really it's it's just it's just really body shaped yeah it was because it wasn't you know sports was really fun for kids and for me it was like you have to keep swimming or you're gonna get fat yeah you have to keep doing this or this really horrible thing is gonna happen yeah and so much of it it wasn't even about health yeah it's just like all 
faux faux healthy yeah it's it's all like fear-based beliefs like the ways that we teach our kids and I'm not a parent yet so I can't speak on that experience but um I have had conversations conversations with my mom now where we kind of have talked about you know what are some of the things that may have caused unintentional harm um from when Mm. we when I was a kid and there's so much of it that she was never aware of and was just afraid for what would happen with that. She was told what would happen if I was have had gotten fat or, um, you know, was unhealthy quote unquote or whatever that looked like. And so it's so much over fear and, and how our parents decide to navigate that conversation um, with us and they only do what they're taught to, you know? And so this is why these conversations right. that we're having now hopefully will empower us to have different conversations with our kids someday if we choose to have them. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's so, so important. Because a lot of it is, you know, I saw, I could see it so clearly, mm-hmm. like right. generation. Oh, yeah. You know, like yeah. that particular bag was just passed down. Yeah. One oh, yeah. Next, yeah. Like no even. No questioning it. No questioning <laughs> it. No thought put it into it. Like, yeah. you know. I don't know even for you, Renan, as a parent now, that's one thing that I noticed when I first got here is that you you don't really um, keep close tabs on how your son eats. No, you not know? at all. <laughs> you, like, if he's hungry, you let him eat mm. something. And mm. I remember you said that pretty early on when I got here. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm not continuing that. No. With, with my son. I'm not going to do that. Like, not at all. And I never right. I never talk about his body unless to say right. that if he's cute. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. much like, I'm like, oh, look at your cute belly, your cute legs, your cute yeah. butt, your cute face, your cute cheeks. Like, right. it never, I don't address any, yeah. like, I never say, because I remember my uncle's son, probably when he was maybe, he had just started going to school, right? And that's another thing is like mm-hmm. other kids, mm-hmm. what they've been taught at home, oh my God. they bring to school with them oh, yeah. and then start inflicting it. So then you're getting Ooh. anal at home and at school. And he, he came home and he said something to me very nonchalantly. He said, he's like, oh, well, I'm fat because of me. And so I'm not going to do that. And I was like, baby, what did you say? I was like, come back. And he was like walking out the room. I was like, no, 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 no. Come back here right now. And he's like, well, I'm fat. I'm just, I'm a fat boy. That's like. Just, those boys are slender. Now, hell yeah. He was kind of a chunky kid, I guess. But he was also like five or six. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah. that's still, like, I'm like, honey, that's baby fat. Like, yes. You're not, you're fine. And yes. now that kid is a beanpole. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I, I think, go ahead. My, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that I oh. think that where we have, like, our society has learned with the word fat or words like that is that those aren't bad words. Um, it's the context in which we use them. And so it's like when a child does say something about being fat or having fat, it's like, how do we learn to have that conversation with them that makes them feel like fat is okay. Fat is a necessity for your body. Um, But this is the truth that you need to know. And it's that you don't have to not experience things because you have body fat or whatever that looks like, you know? I think that's so important because I remember in that moment going, shit I have absolutely no idea like I this is probably 10 years ago now I felt totally unprepared yeah right I was like fuck like I know I don't I know I don't want to say the wrong thing and I know what he's saying is not okay but like no one ever taught me how to have a different kind of conversation so I think that's so one of the reasons we were so excited about having you on because that is what you're doing in your Mm -hmm. work and that's what other body positivity advocates 
are doing yeah. this work is like okay let's all together try to learn how to do this better like <laughs> relearn, yeah. yeah relearn unlearn and relearn you know yeah way. yeah yeah so Kaylin for you mm-hmm. um at what point did you because I know you had your own it's sorry it's okay I'm <laughs> got pointing at her but like obviously that's not helpful for everyone else um when did it start for you when did you when did it start for you and when did you start to question it like question Mm -hmm. and decide actively decide to like start changing your beliefs around your body Ooh, when did I start changing my beliefs around my body I mean I know it definitely like most people growing up it it started with my family right of course Um, I was kind of on the other side of you know the spectrum where I came from a family of really, really curvy women mm. um, who maybe during that time would have been labeled as fat. Um, or, but to me, they just look curvy and they're beautiful. And right. I always wanted my body to look like that. But right. it just, the frame that I have, it just was never going to happen mm-hmm. um, naturally. And so when I was younger, I definitely, I went through, I think majority of my life um, overeating, um, you know, kind of, eating twice as much as other people because I just I was raised with you know the wording and the belief that I needed to eat a sandwich and I needed to eat more and I needed you know some skin in my bones and this that and the other um I think it's important to note the cultural difference too right because Uh in the African-American community being curvy has always sort of been seen as like a much better thing I grew up in a predominantly African-American community, and I cannot tell you how many times in my life I've heard somebody say to a skinny girl, you need to eat some Popeyes, and eat oh, it with yeah. the biscuit, get the ice cream, <laughs> yeah. girl, like your butt needs it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, you right. know, that's equally as damaging. It was. It really was. Because yeah. no amount of food is going to put weight mm-hmm. on a body that has a fast metabolism. Or, I mean, it could, but what, I wasn't healthy. Right. That right. was the thing. You know, I, I developed all these digestive issues and, you know, not to mention my mental state, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just was not mm-hmm. well because I was constantly being fed this idea that I needed to change my body. At the end of the day, you know, I think that's what all of, many of us have in common. Yeah. Whatever you got, it ain't good enough. Exactly. Yeah. You need to change. You need to do something to change it. And yeah. here's all these products to help you mm-hmm. do that. All of the mm-hmm. products. I feel like I saw a quote one day online that says something like, you know, for women, we have a, a cream, you know, for our left eyebrow, <laughs> you know, the, the right center of our elbow, you know, whereas for men, they have a one wash, everything is for the car, it's for the carpet, it's for the body, and their teeth. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so true, though. I'm going extras on that quote a little bit, but well, know, basically, that's what it's It's fucking true, Just though. It's the fucking truth. If you, if you find a man with three products, you're like, oh, wow. Oh, yes. You're so evolved. And philosophy. <laughs> uh, and philosophy. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So for Kaylin, not me, it's okay. When did it, um, when did you go from in decide, like, where, what was your journey to deciding to being like, hey, this yeah. is not. To okay. becoming, like, aware of it. Um, yeah. So I have, I went through, like, a pretty intense breakup in 2015 and um in this time I I had just felt you know when you go through a breakup it's just like you 
I mean, from, for some of us, um, you might feel like super worthless or lonely and like a sense of purpose is now gone because that partnership you had or whatever kind of partnership you were in has ended. Um, and so in that time where I was look at really practicing it, being in my solitude, I, um, had realized that the like where I found myself every single time that either someone had cheated on me or I'd gone through a breakup I always felt like something had it had to do with my body like I was always coming back to that like this happened because I'm not good enough or this happened like because my body's not this way or that way and I've struggled with disordered eating my whole life so that doesn't surprise me that that's what it always went to but in that time in Mm -hmm. 2015 when I realized that and that it's it was a pattern for me at that point I just, I realized that I needed to do something to address that. And I, um, I was tired of feeling like a less of a person and less of a valued body when I didn't have a partner. And so I, um, really started the work there and that's when I had started sharing my journey on Instagram. Like I was, I'm a poet, so I grew up sharing, um, my healing journey outwardly anyway. So it felt very natural to me, um, But that's kind of where I started sharing that journey and unlearning and becoming more aware of like, what actually is going on? What led me to feel this way? Like, where can I start to go back in time, find these points in history, which I adopted beliefs and then give them permission to leave my body. Wow, I love that. And do you mind me asking, was that language that was reinforced in past relationships? Was that why it was kind of something that might come up a little bit stronger when you were going through breakups or was it more so just kind of a, a personal thing that was arising? Um, I, I think that it was more so a personal thing, but I think like, I think that any, I, I mean, I want to say from my own experience and what I, my own belief is if you have been cheated on, um, I think that that's a natural thing yeah. that like you may yeah. question like, what did I not have? What did mm. my body yeah. not do or look like, or what did they look like? And you go into this like comparison, you yeah. know, comparison. culture that is like really toxic that we all do. So I think it was kind of a yeah. mix of things, but I think at the root of it, it was just, I, I had adopted so many beliefs about my body that that's what came up when I was in dark times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I think we've all been there in some form of that. And it is a pattern and it's hard to see Mm -hmm. until it like really hits you so much. You can't ignore it anymore. Did you feel like, uh, Auntie, (laughs) did you feel like you've had that in your past relationships or like the negative messaging that you already had was like reinforced by a partner? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so. I have a difficult time not saying names and time frames. I'm just gonna, <laughs> cause I'm so, I, I forget that we're recording. I'm not just chatting with you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, at one point in time in my life, <laughs> there, uh, there was an individual who, who I was very seriously, very, very, very into, um, you know, definitely seeing a future where it with and this, that, and the other. And, um, you know, she was a, a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, again, going along the lines of, you know, things kind of masked in quote-unquote health, right? Right. Um, is not always the case for people's line of work, right? Um, not to say that everyone who's a personal trainer is that way. But uh, anyway, and so when it came to my body, um, it definitely, you know, was a topic of conversation that was brought up pretty regularly. And Ugh. I remember at the end of things, actually, and I remember ending things this day. Oh. <laughs> Uh, we were traveling out of country. We're, you know, flying back home. And uh, 
she had made some comment. She was showing me a, a woman on Instagram who, you know, was like a bodybuilder mm-hmm. and, you know, a, a model and this, that, and the other. She literally had a perfect, literally had a perfect body. You know, there's no that. argument. Right. And, um, and she had said something along the lines of, oh, well, you could have that body if you this and that, which she often would say. If you oh, would do this, you could have that oh, body. So you know, and I would never ask. I literally, during that whole time, I would never ask for tips on the mm-hmm. training thing because I'm very big on I don't feel like, unless I ask you, don't don't give me tips. No. Or, no. Yeah. No. Don't I'm tell me to do 100 bullshit. squats a day. She would tell me to do oh, go 100. Fuck yourself. Yes. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, and so at the end of things, I'll never forget, she told me, um, she goes, well, your arms are in shape, but the rest of your body, you really need to tell that. Anyone who's ever met me before, you know, I just, like I'm pretty sure you have like one percent body fat. Like I don't I don't really know what there is to tone. Like your teeth? Did you get teeth? <laughs> like, what? Referring to my teeth, you know, but it just it was like, one of those moments fuck? where I was just like, yeah. damn, you know? Like have you guys ever experienced that where it's like just one comment mm-hmm. can just make you like go through all the old files and all of the old, you know, things that people oh, have yeah. said over the years, over and over and over about your body. And I don't know, I just feel like there kind of comes a point in your life where you finally, something changes. And you're like, that's fucking yeah. enough. Exactly. And you hear something like that and you're like, nope, fuck you. Yes. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's for you to figure out yes. that's your baggage. Yes. I'm not mm-hmm. hearing that anymore. Yes. So you can do what you do with that, but I'm not going to be a part yes. of it. Yeah. You know. That's such a, an important moment. Mm-hmm. And I hope that every woman gets there at some mm-hmm. point in her life. But I know it's a hard place to yeah. get to. And I think it, is. I think it does like for a lot of us it took you know a big breakup or you know someone just yep. really being so out of line yeah. or something yes. that was just so so extra that you were like fuck you I can't yeah. ignore this anymore yeah like, and I think it's crazy. in those no, moments where we realize like okay this is not about us this has never been about us this right. is something that that other person has going on with them um and my body will yeah. no longer carry that responsibility of holding that belief because yes. yeah it's ugh none of our burdens to carry and yet we all would yes. walk around with it from day one pretty much yeah. I know for me that's still you know I've had that moment where I was like I'm actively gonna work on not doing this anymore but you know when we first started talking about this episode and things um I had I had a, a little freak out moment of sharing certain photos of myself mm-hmm. on Instagram because I was like right. I don't know if I'm ready yeah. for that like any potential feedback like I had so much you know when I was in you know probably starting in high school I was like officially the fat Mm -hmm. friend Mm -hmm. you know not that I was super fat or anything but like I hit puberty like a fucking brick wall like puberty was like (laughs) boom boobs hips the whole like I was a size Mm -hmm. 12 like Mm -hmm. overnight yeah big boobs but with the whole thing just pretty much overnight and no one else had really hit puberty quite like that yeah and no one just went from, you know, a child body to a woman body mm-hmm. overnight. Yeah. And so that was that. And also the time frame in which, you know, yes. we were growing like the early 2000s. That's what I kind of wanted to bring up, too, is that I almost feel like... This you know, was pre-Kardashian, yo. Exactly. Like, you nobody know, now being curvy, it's kind of a trend. But back, I think, what probably what yeah. all three of us were growing up, that wasn't... No. It was not no. trending to have, you know, big hips and butt. No, and no, no. You had no hips, no butt. It was skinny. Yes. Even yeah. <laughs> yes. Even the eyebrows were starving back then. <laughs> Even the eyebrows were starving. <laughs> but yeah, it's 
true. So I think that that, you know, even though like I'm much more, you know, aware of positive, done a lot of work on that, just when you're walking around on the street, you don't often get a lot of strangers commenting on your Mm -hmm. appearance, right? That's like socially inappropriate. But when it comes to the Mm -hmm. internet, yeah. It's like a fucking yes. free-for-all for oh, every yeah, asshole yeah. with an iPhone to be commenting on yeah. what the hell they yeah. do with your body. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, I had a lot of hesitation around that. And so you kind of talked about, like, you know, it's natural for you to share your journey because you had always mm-hmm. kind of done that. I always feel that way when I speak. I'm like, I always, I've always been a sharer. It's not hard for me. But to actually share, like, the images <clears throat> of your body in, like, this super real, raw mm-hmm. way that you do. Yeah. Was that like hard at first? Did it get easier? Is it still hard or does it just, did it Um, flow for you? I wouldn't say it ever just flowed for me. I think it's always, it's always hard. Even now I feel like when it feels hard though, uh, now when I encounter a feeling of this seems like scary to share, then that gives me an opportunity to dissect what that feeling is. Mm -hmm. And what that feeling is, is most likely Mm. internalized fat phobia or something that I've adopted, I still own a belief about my body in a certain way. So when I feel uncomfortable about an image, it gives me an opportunity to be like, we can look at this and let's unlearn, let's unravel, let's unpack until we feel good about this photo. Um, And, but I think in the beginning, sharing it was really scary. I mean, I come from a very conservative, private Mexican family. So uh, any kind of life things online (laughs) are like... Um, they're like we're ashamed of that, you know like yeah. don't share the things you're ashamed of kind of thing so I've always right. been, had a hard time with that but then once I started doing it and I basically was like this is my life and this is what I'm doing and you follow along or just don't um, it got a lot easier for me but with sharing those images I think what I realized is the reward outweighed any negative comments any um trolling any of those things seemed so minute compared to the connection that I got from that and the power that I felt from sharing those images and I think every time I have an opportunity to like if you look at my Instagram half of my photos I'm like half naked or you see half my nipple I mean my my poor dad I'm like dad just don't come to my page just just block me okay um but If you go there, it's because I feel like every time I post a photo, I feel more liberated in my skin. It's like, it's like unlocking more and more shame. And when I can do that for myself, I feel unstoppable. And that gives other people permission to do that too. And um, it didn't start with me. I learned that from seeing other people on Instagram do that, you know? Um, And so I think it's like one of those things where it always might feel scary. And I would say if it does address that belief within you that's making it feel scary um and yeah if it's if it's an outward belief like if you're scared of what is going to come after you post that come back to your why like why are you doing this and it's for you and it's for your community and anyone else that involves themselves that doesn't make you feel good about it um honestly for me I'm like I'm glad I'm posting photos that are so uncomfortable for certain people that it's going to bring them out of the dark and it's going to make them start to question like if they are really mad at it, I want to be able to ask them, why, why does this photo anger you so much? Why Why does my body fat and my, my smile that's paired with it? Why is that making you so uncomfortable? That's for you to dissect, not me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You got that. (laughs) That is always something that's really bizarre to me is Mm -hmm. like how intense, 
other people's feelings about oh my your God. body mm-hmm. to be. Like, oh my God. not people you're in a relationship, just, like, strangers, strangers. shaming other strangers. I'm like, why the fuck do you even care? Like, why does it bother yeah. you? Like, why is it, like, I don't... But that's a beautiful point that I, I know we've already said it, but I would love to highlight again is that oftentimes, dare I say, each time that someone says something about you or about your body a lot of times it's just holding up the mm-hmm. mirror to yeah. something that they haven't dealt with or or somehow they feel that way about themselves yeah, yeah. you know to so to see another person with similar you know body shape or something like that who is liberated who is proud of it who is showing it and and they're not you know something does yeah come up yeah something will come up and they don't they don't do that they haven't reached a a place where they realize like oh this means i i need to reflect on something they just go with it it's that thing to you know people project because it's like they want to get something out of their body and put it on yeah basically Uh, you know and that's so dangerous and damaging Mm. and um I really hope it's shifting, and I hope that you, Kaylin, and all the other people that are doing such incredible work um, with this, you know, on Instagram, like, I really have so much hope that it's going to change things for girls who are young now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now. Yes. Um, I, I just hope it's so much different, you know, because I, I imagine that it would have to be, because I feel like every day I see more and more people yeah being raw yeah. and honest about how they look and loving it and accepting yes. it and I'm like there just can't to me like yeah. there can't be enough like there cannot yeah. be enough women on the internet showing their bodies oh, going yeah. this is what I look like I yeah. love myself the way I am fuck uh-huh. off if you don't like there just can't yeah. be enough of it like we need all of the for we need a woman yes. to do that for every fucking party yes. that was ever we need a lot of women <laughs> and then we need allies and um I that's kind of how I look at it as far as like being hopeful for future generations I've come to the realization that like with anyone that's in power so like diet culture racism um you know ableism all these different people that are in power oppressors they plant the seed like they're doing the job of planting all the seeds but we are doing the work Mm -hmm. we are doing the work for them and so that's what we've been doing our entire lives so with diet culture I was continuing their work for so many years by projecting body beliefs and and taking diet pills and and playing in that diet culture game for so many years so the more and more people that say I'm no longer doing that work they start to lose that army of people that's below them Um, and so I think that it's just it's going to take so many years but I I believe that it will happen too and um, it's going to take so many more people than just women and I think that a lot of it starts with you know I mean, I don't believe in the binary with gender, but humans um, and and little boys and what we teach them and, you know, everyone. And so I'm hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's such a good visual, that army of like, we yeah. have been in this army that we didn't even, we didn't enlist it. Correct. We were drafted Correct. into this yeah. army. And, you know, we Correct. would be like dessert. So we need to be out. Be like, I'm not doing it. I'm not marching anymore. I'm taking That's off right. the damn uniform. That's I'm right. not doing right. it. Right. And encourage, you know, the more people do that, the more other people will feel comfortable to follow. And I think it is important. We have been talking a lot about women because we are all women. Right. Um, but uh, I think it's it important. Everyone. It's important to talk about men's yeah. body as well. I know that I have, this isn't something we plan to talk about, but I just came up. So I thought it was important. I've been with a lot of men in my life who were very mm-hmm. slender. Um, and not only did other men question that, make fun of it, point it out, other women were always like, well, how do you mm-hmm. feel being with somebody who's mm-hmm. so skinny? Yeah. 
And to me, like, I had a unique experience of my family is Sicilian. Like, we are a small ass <laughs> okay? We're, we're like a little island, we're little people. Like, I just grew up with little men yeah. in my family. The men yeah. are like the tallest man in my family is my uncle, and he's like five seven and a half wow. on a good day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> We're not, and you know, my grandpa, you know, when he was younger and my uncle, he was, they were skinny, skinny, mm. skinny, skinny. And so to me, it never denoted, um, not yeah. masculine, like a man being slender or small. I never had growing up. Like, I didn't think that made someone less of a man, mm. but so yeah. many people did. And, you know, well, with yeah. my, my ex-husband, he was always a good 30 pounds lighter than me. Um, just a couple inches taller than me and people constantly openly to our face like people constantly commented on the fact that Mm -hmm. he was smaller than me and felt very Mm -hmm. comfortable Mm -hmm. doing so and it always shocked me because I was like wow like this is a way that's different for the male and female you know experience is the more male you present it seemed like you know, online and on the internet in advertising, it seemed like women got it worse, but face to face, I guess, cause men are, spo- or men are masculine, men are people are supposed to be quote unquote tougher. People felt like a lot yeah. more open, just mm-hmm. spewing yeah. shit at, at him and at, at me about him. And I was like, yeah. what the hell? Right. <laughs> like, you would mm-hmm. never comment on my body in this way. Like, what is this? It, it felt like, you know, women in the 1950s. Like, I'm like, we don't do this yeah. shit anymore. We don't just comment on people's bodies like this but that's what I'm almost wondering is you know if if as more uh, you know female presenting for those of us who have had lifelong struggles and it has been more of an outward and open thing because it is it's in the media you know magazines on everywhere right. right maybe maybe it's different for men do we assume that because they're not being hit as hard in those ways that we assume mm-hmm. it doesn't bother them. Right. And so we just say the comments mm-hmm. just in passing because we just think, oh, they're not experiencing it mm-hmm. in right. way. So it's not going to hit them yeah. the same way. Yeah. But for them, know. like, it's equally as tied to, you know, their masculinity as yeah. how we appear yeah. tied to our femininity. Like, are you yeah. man? Like, you're a certain yeah. way. You're not man enough. You're not whatever, you know? And I felt like all the slender guys I've ever been with, like, they did have to fight a lot harder to be masculine in other ways Mm. and to prove like yeah yeah, I'm skinny overcompensate in certain areas yeah yeah absolutely yeah I think like I'm you're slowly starting to see more um like men on Instagram that are being body positive activists and um it's not as nearly as much as I think that where we see a lot of women that are doing that um but that's if you look at like studies men are often at a lot higher risk for like suicide and and things that are very deadly because when it comes to eating disorders that's like a whole nother level of like shame for men to admit that they deal with um because it's so centered around um, it being an issue that only women are challenged with um and so there's there's a lot of work that needs to be done when it comes to you know men too and I can't say that because it's not my experience I mean I'm probably not the one that's going to make that ripple but there are people that are starting to do that yeah, Absolutely. I've noticed a few as well, and I like. I just think it's so. I, like, I'm really glad that for they sure, added to for the sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, let's see. Oh, good work. <laughs> <laughs> good. Okay. <laughs> just checking. 
we just get carried away. I know like, this is fun. I, I wish I was sitting with you guys though, instead of being here in California. I know. I know. I know. Soon, well, hopefully, the world can be opened up again. <laughs> yeah. We can fire ourselves. Yeah, flying in. I guess. I guess I'll come on again. Yeah, come on, Hawaiian. Um. Okay. Let's see. Um, was there, so did you notice that when you started accepting your body, loving your body, um, when you got whatever relationship you got in after mm-hmm. that, did, did you find that that person treated your body more lovingly than maybe people in the past? Oh, that's had? a great question. Um, I wouldn't, I mean, okay. So I'm, since then I've been with, um, who is my wife now? So Kendra, um, that's the person. Wedding photos are gorgeous, by the way. Kaylin showed them to me. Thank you so much. Um, they turned out so beautiful. Um, such a magical day. But I definitely think that um she's been the first partner that I've had that has just like one understands the journey of like struggling with body image and um, you know, all the things that we have to as women in our society, um, and as humans in general. Um, but I think that when I started being able to accept my own body, embrace my body, like embody my curves and my cellulite and all these things, um, I was able to receive the love that she had to give me and the compliments she had to give me. And I think that like those things existed and those things were there, but so much of my brain was like, that's not true, that I didn't receive it. You know what I mean? Like, Someone could say, you look so good. And then our automatic response is like, ew, no, not today. Like we are so quick. (laughs) No, I don't feel good or that's a lie. Like we just have a hard time receiving things and we hold certain beliefs about our bodies. And so I think that the shift happened within me. And then I was able to start receiving the things that were always there. Um, And I also will say that, um, it's a game changer when you have a partner that is willing to like ride those waves with you when it comes to body image and really loving and supporting you in your, your body image journey and all of your stages. Like, I mean, wherever you're at with your body, someone that's going to still show up for you and not change the ways that they talk about you or eat around you, um, or, you know, like pleasure you, whatever that looks like. I think that that's really important and I'm really lucky to have that person. That's amazing. And I think that is so true. I think we all, everyone deserves that. And uh, if that's, it's really problematic mm-hmm. if you don't have it. I know I, that really resonated with me when you said, like, even if it was there, you yeah. were able to receive it. Yeah. Like, I think that there probably have been partners. There were definitely partners in the past. I had, like, uh, Auntie here talked about uh, who yeah. were critical in yeah. one way or the other my body. And then there were some, like, I think, like, my first serious boyfriend. Um, he loved the women, yeah. like loved them. Like I wasn't big enough, you know, but like at the time, like I never received yeah. that. I never felt that. I never mm-hmm. like didn't, it, it didn't sit with me because my messaging was yeah. too loud, yes. you know, in my own head was too loud to hear yeah. anything positive. And I don't think you, you and I had talked about this uh, recently about how it was only like in this last year mm-hmm. that I was comfortable with somebody else. Like I felt like somebody else truly appreciated my body as is. Yep. And I was comfortable. Right. Yeah. That message. Right. And I was like, 
holy shit, that's so sad. I'm almost but that's such a good point that Kaylin brings up because in my head, I was almost answering that, oh, you know, as you get older and as you, you know, start unpacking all of these bags that we've been giving from the time that we've, you know, come out the womb, um, in my head, I was saying, well, you start to attract differently, right? right. And your standards raise and you start saying no mm-hmm. to people who maybe might make you feel a certain way, which is partially true. That's partially true, but there is, there's more to it. Yeah. Hearing Mm -hmm. it and really believing it and being Mm -hmm. able to receive it. And instead of like you were saying, Kaylin, instead of saying, Oh no, that's not true. Yes. Just saying thank you. Right? (laughs) Thank you. Just accepting it. Just being like, yeah. 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 I know. (laughs) Yes. And you don't have to believe it. That's like that's the most powerful part. All these messages Mm -hmm. and beliefs that we learned about our body. We didn't we weren't two and three and four years old and like reading magazine covers and saying oh that's the truth and that's the truth we just heard and read these things and stored them as truth and so the same thing will happen over time with positive affirmations or partners that validate our our body and our our goodness those things will be stored as truth as long as we're able to just like just digest just digest it like don't don't argue it don't fight it just think it don't have to believe it but just like let yourself accept it Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it is that yes. other person's truth. Like for them, like they're yeah. saying it because it is their truth. They right. do find that attractive. They are yeah. wanting that. They are pleased at seeing that. Yes, part of your body, or you move in a certain way, or whatever mm-hmm. you're wearing. Like they're not saying that for any other reason. Yes. that's their truth. Right. So, like, why can't it yeah. be your truth yeah. too? Yeah. You know, you just you have to. It's it's hard work though. It's definitely very hard, constant work to not. Yeah. shut somebody down when they're Absolutely. setting process are we trained to do that too to just I reject think compliments so. I like... think so because you know one of the things that's coming up for me right now is just thinking about and I feel like me and you Rena we've chatted about this before I think it's probably been a lot of people's experience but even just thinking about what type of inner dialogue mm-hmm. happens when you look in the mirror right you know oh you go to fix your hair you go to fix your lipstick or your clothing or this and that how often you know, we're not trained to look in the mirror and say, ooh, I like yes. this about myself. Right. <laughs> you know, especially especially without clothing. Right. And so I know for me personally, you know, one of the a big turning point for me was practicing mm-hmm. mirror work. Yeah. Because for majority, you know, for, de- you know, years and years and years and years, majority of my life, I was trained to look in the mirror and look for yes. something to fix. Yep. And to not be able, I mean, saying I love you to yourself the first time in the mirror, I don't know I've if you've ever practiced that before, yeah. but it's it, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. uncomfortable. It's so funny when you bring up the mirror. It reminded me that my, my ex-husband actually used to, if he saw me looking in the mirror for more than a couple moments oh, or if yes. I wasn't actively doing something in the mirror, like putting on makeup yeah. or whatever, fixing clothes or whatever, right. he would sometimes physically grab me and oh. be like, stop. Yeah. And yeah. like move me out. Yeah. Because he knew. Like yeah. he was like, I, and I was like, no, I wasn't being mean to myself. Oh, and he yeah. was like, yes, you fucking yeah. Like, yeah. he was like, yes, yeah. you are. Like, you know, he was a problematic person in a lot of other ways. Yeah. But I will give him that. Yeah. That it was something that he was all, and he felt bad because he was like, I don't know how to yeah. make this better. Right. Like, I don't know how to make this better for you. Yes. But all I can do is like physically stop you mm-hmm. when I see you doing it. Right. And I'm like, that's so, in retrospect, like, even at the time, it was so sad to me yeah. that I was like, wow, it's so apparent. Yes. Like, I don't have to say any words, mm-hmm. but you can feel me yeah. hating yeah. myself right yeah. now. Like, yeah. I'm so sad. But, like, how many of us have done that in our lives over and over and over again yeah. every day for years and years? Like, yeah. it takes a long time I think just waking to up that. to it 
in, in the first yeah. place. Yeah. It's just a huge, a huge transition just yeah. to see it. Yeah. Just to even see it, even just to notice it. So if anyone out there is listening to this, then, you know, you've gotten to that point. Congratulations. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, you know, even just being able to see it and, and, you know, know that for all of us, the work has yes. been over years and years and years, you know, and that's why we're speaking about it because it is a difficult thing. I, I hope that, you know, by any means, we're not selling that. All you have yeah. to do is, you know, this. Um, yeah, oh, no, no. <laughs> you know, we all have different experiences and stories. And it's so wild to me because I'm sitting here thinking that, you know, the three of us were such beautiful, beautiful women. And it's so wild to me that probably between us three, we maybe have, I don't know, like a 30-pound difference or something like that. Like, we're all pretty similar in weight, yet we've all had experiences that, have just weighted so heavily yeah. on our lives, you know, to the point of getting together and sitting down, creating, you know, a podcast episode or dedicating two lives, you know, of yeah. an Instagram page to, to for two years worth of time, mm-hmm. you know, to talk about this. Right. And, and I think that generally speaking, a lot of people would look at us, look at us yeah. and think, oh, you guys are lucky yeah. to look oh, yeah. the way that, that we look. However, you know, it has, you know, affected and yeah. our lives as well. Yeah, I think that was a powerful turning point for me when I realized I was like, this yeah. is body dysmorphia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is not me. Like, my image of myself is full yeah. on distorted. And right. that's got to change. But I think, you know, people talk about body dysmorphia. Like, it's this thing that's like, a rare condition some people have. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah, and I think like we... So it's many not, people struggle. Know. It doesn't matter. Like you're not um, exempt from se- feeling a certain way about your body based on your size. Um, but I will acknowledge that there is privilege in living in a body that is thinner. Um, and, but that yeah. doesn't mean that you don't experience hard things and, and hating yourself or whatever that looks like for you. Um, but I will not ever mm-hmm. understand the experience of someone that lives in an obese body or a, a fat body. Um to the level that they get hated on and you know harassed right but um I was just gonna Mm -hmm. say that I I wanted to Mm -hmm. ask you like how long did it take you to where like saying I love you in the mirror became natural like does it feel natural now I'm assuming it it does now yeah it does now it was very very it was uncomfortable it was awkward even Mm -hmm. just making eye contact with myself I'm like what am I doing this shit is so weird doing this shit you know it did it took it took a while I will not even lie but I think it probably took I mean really to be honest two years of of actively committing to to mirror work to really you know just begin beginning with just my face and then and then also my body um you know because it's very true Kaylin you know like being in a, a thinner body you know there are there are definitely experiences that I I will never have, um, you know, as far as shaming, mm-hmm. you know, outwardly from people. It's just there. There is still, no matter what your your body looks like, there's still, you know, we've had all different experiences, you know, depending on how we were raised, you know, what we're taught, and um, it's just it's a lot to to unpack. And so, yeah, it it took it took a long time, and you know, and there are still days where I might put on an outfit and it, you know. Yeah, it's a little bit differently. And you know, it doesn't make me feel great. And so I mean, I would love to yeah. highlight that it's yeah. a practice. 
yeah it's a practice that just because we're sitting down you know talking on this subject doesn't mean yes. that we just come to this place where yeah it's no, no longer it's forever evolving <laughs> And I can just, you know, speak to the people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think practice is the perfect word um, Mm -hmm. for it because I think the other thing is, is that it's, it's ever evolving. It's ever changing as well because, you know, this is something that could be a whole other episode, but the age factor as we age as women and what happens to our body as we age, like that's, you know, just when I was starting (laughs) to get, you know, comfortable (laughs) with my size and my shape. I started having, you know, issues like where I breastfed a baby for a year and yeah. I'm over 30 now. Like, literally, literally, like, they got it going on like they used to. Um, and, you know, trying to find that and, and accept that and, you know, things like that are happening to my body that weren't yeah. there before. Like, I have a scar on my stomach now from my yeah. like, getting my tubes tied and I have, you know, like just there's just as you age and I think that's like a whole other level to it so it is a constant practice because your body's constantly evolving so you have to constantly keep loving every form of yourself you know as as you keep evolving because for every form there's going to be a new fucking message outside of yourself saying that whatever and I I think that you saying that is so important um which really to me just like reiterates that this work that we're doing it's inner work because our our physical appearance is so temporary we are constantly changing everything's moving anything can change in a second with our bodies our physical bodies um and so the work is inner it's inward it's it's finding that acceptance it's unlearning it's unpacking it's you know rewiring those beliefs because you're going like you said you're going to have to meet new versions of yourself every day for the rest of your life so yes. it's not a surface level experience. Yes. It's something that happens deep, deep within us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I love that you say that. I was just thinking of a, a conversation that I was having um, with someone who, who I was talking to. And, and they were saying how much mm. they love stretch marks. And really? I don't know if either of you have had this experience of being with someone who, um, who enjoys certain, let's say, quote unquote, yeah. Um, Loss, right right but, but they were saying with stretch marks they're like well yeah you know like just think about it literally there is a point in time of your life where your mm-hmm. body needed to stretch and change to yeah make room for your growth yeah and how beautiful that is I yeah. resonate with that I so much I love that, but it's been something that I've learned to love um but for similar reasons right yeah that's interesting yeah I definitely like like my hip fat particularly that I remember the first time I was with somebody mm. that like grabbed it yes. and was like mm, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. <laughs> excuse you <laughs> but then it, you know really but I was you like, probably could have changed like, a little oh, bit oh, yeah yeah and, okay, <laughs> sure I guess yeah you know but I realized with myself, like, it, I was, I've always held myself to such a double standard, and I don't know if this resonates with you guys, too, but, like, other people's bodies, I have never held anyone else's body. No, to the no. same anything even no. remotely close. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, Yeah. Like, it's laughable yeah. how much I have never, I know. things never even bothered me with body people. hair, this is a little off topic, but I was thinking about with body hair, I mean, back in the day, I had, like, laser hair removal, and I would wax everything basically from my eyebrows mm-hmm. down to my toes. You know, <laughs> I mean everything Brazilian wax from the belly button all the way up the crack. <laughs> I mean, like I would wax everything. However, when it came to partners, it didn't even make you yeah. blink if someone had wow. a, you know complete you know underarm hair or bush or leg hair. 
I didn't care. A little bit yeah. of that. But my own standard for myself was so different. So different. Yeah. It's so different. What you assume is going to. I remember, like, this was just a couple months ago. Uh, I, there was a guy I was talking to for a while. And I said, I was like, oh, well, you know, like, I haven't. I get waxed. I get ingrown hairs. And so, mm-hmm. like, you know, I get sugaring done because mm-hmm. it's just, that's what I prefer for me. It helps. Not yeah. for anyone else. But I had mentioned, like, oh, I haven't had my sugaring <laughs> done in a while. Just FYI. He's like, or I said waxing. He goes, waxing. I'm a grown ass more of that more of that but that's how I right and but I feel like with the more I show up in my own body and the comfort of my own body that's more the reaction I get from partners now like I'm a grown-ass man I want I signed up for this this is what I want like I'm good and I'm like and I think too like one thing Kendra always says to me is like she finds me the most attractive when I am in my full self, when I am in like that belief that my body is like this Mm. like goddess and that I am just like owning everything about myself. You know what I mean? And so that's, yes. And so I think that when like I, I, my hope is that as we all get older and we start to meet partners and and people in our circles that we can meet people that like that and meet us where we're Mm. at and, and find that yes. same attraction and just like us owning who we are. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. All right, girl. Is there, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Definitely want to share your Instagram um, again. No, I think my final thing is just that um, when you are up against oppression, like body oppressors and but since we're talking about that diet culture, things like that, Um, it's never going to feel comfortable because we are dangerous when we're liberated. Um, and so they are, it's always going to feel like it's going to be a fight. Just keep pushing and keep fighting and, and keep unlearning and unraveling till you find where you are meant to be. Love that. You can not have so yeah. <laughs> Again, play, yeah. Play that back. Just play the whole episode again. Like yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, we could not end on a better. Note. I know. That's just. Oh. <laughs> we had a million more questions we were gonna ask, but another it's, time. It's just so much another time. And I think this is a good. This is like a good. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you know as as we evolve, as our bodies evolve, yes. the struggle evolves. You know. Yes. Um. So there's always more to talk about on the subject, but I think this was a really good, you know, <laughs> beginner's guide. Yes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you can find Kayla on Instagram. We will put her um, Instagram details in the show notes. Yes. And she's just started a new business as well, which oh, I think you right. can find through her page. Um, yeah. So thank you again so, so much for being Yay. with us today. Thank you so I much. Really yeah, it was it. so fun. I feel like I'm sitting with you guys. Yes. I know. Maybe, maybe that will be in the future where we can actually be all back in the same I'm state. there for we'll it. That happens. It'll be fun. All right, girls. All right. Okay. Peace Have a good day. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Much love. Bye-bye. All right, fam. We'll see you.